Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Relationships Psych, the podcast, is not meant to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any mental health or relational issue. For treatment, talk to a mental health or relationship professional in your area. If we are hardwired differently, are we destined for divorce? I mean, what does it mean about you if you and your partner are very different? I'll share the story of Mallory and Mike. Mallory scowls across the living room, shooting daggers with her eyes as Mike catches her eye. Again, he came home later than promised. She felt invisible, like she didn't matter, and like he always took her for granted. As soon as Mike walked in the door, he began to walk on the eggshells. He was immediately defensive. He felt backed into a corner and blamed. As soon as Mallory opened her mouth, he knew the words were coming, that he was going to be in trouble again for being late. He just walked into the other room without even saying a word. After nine years together, it wasn't the first time Mike was late. Whenever he was, he could count on Mallory being upset and they would have a blow up. It was a real trigger for them. Mike saw her as irrational and complaining she couldn't just lighten up. It wouldn't hour matter anyway. He was tired of feeling like the bad guy. Mike and Mallory couldn't even talk about this issue without going toe-to-toe battle or both of them shutting down and not talking for days. Yes, they were hardwired differently around this topic. Mallory grew up in a family where timetables, agendas, and schedules were routinely coordinated with the entire family. If you were to peer through her window on a Sunday night, you would see all of her family sitting down mapping out the week. She learned if you say you'll be home at 9, you must be home at nine, or it disrupts the entire flow of the system. Micah, on the other hand, grew up in a home where time was honored by an hour on either side of the schedule. He remembers that growing up, his mother routinely walked him to school late. He did get in trouble, but his charisma and likability usually made people forget their displeasure towards him quite quickly. It's easy to see how the problem between Mike and Mallory was formed. Their life stories created different rules, assumptions about what time means. For Mallory, time, the precise moment you said, was the precise moment. And for Mike, you had an hour of flexibility. And so we can see how those different rules and assumptions about time led to clashing. So how do we cope when our partners are hardwired differently? In the movie Darkest Hour, which is a movie that outlines the struggle of Britain as the threat of Nazi invasion neared. It takes you back to the moments just before Winston Churchill became prime minister. 
Now, Winston Churchill was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from May 1940 to July 1945, and again from October 1951 to April 1955. The TV show depicts his white Clementine as a well-put-together and elegant woman who's supportive of her husband. When he comes home after accepting the position of Prime Minister, his family joins him for a drink. Clementine, in a well-fitted gray dress, is asked by one of her children to make a speech. She fumbles a bit for her words and then goes on. Um, my darling husband. She goes on to tell the tale that before marrying Winston Churchill, she had been engaged two prior times, and both of those times she called off the engagement. These both happened by the time she was 21. She recounts that on the eve of their marriage, she got cold feet again and she didn't want the reputation of being a bolter so she thought it wouldn't be good to call off the third wedding and this is what she says the real reason for my wintry feet was i knew even then that his priority would be public life but it worried a young girl greatly this wretched thought of eternally coming second but so it has proven to be and in due course our children would have to make their peace with this same fact. We all did, you see, in our own way. And now today we are to receive our award. Proof that our small sacrifice was for a far, far greater good. I give you, your father, my beloved husband, the Prime Minister. And she finishes and her children stand to cheers and they all recourse to the Prime Minister to which he offers his own toasting words, to not buggering it up. So we hear in this speech that Clementine, in marrying Winston Churchill, had to choose a set of problems. In choosing Winston Churchill to be her husband, there were likely a lot of positives, although she doesn't go into them other than that he became the prime minister. What we hear is her discuss the impact of coming second to the public life. But then she goes on to say, at that moment, when that dream came true, it was worth it. Choosing a partner is choosing a set of problems. We choose problems so we can have the good. The good comes with the bad. We get both. And we might think it's easy to think that, okay, Winston Churchill becoming the prime minister is what makes her sacrifice worth it. And maybe in her case it was. But if we think of our own imperfect partners with their own amazing, wonderful strengths that we delight in and their weaknesses that make us very frustrated. (laughs) We have to find a way to adapt and adjust to the strengths and the weaknesses because our partners are hardwired different than us. And if we want to have the good loving moments, the tender words, the sex, a roommate, a co-parent, a teammate, we have to find a way to take the good with the bad. And when it came to Mallory and Mike, she was able to explain his lighthearted spirit and how when they were out, she delighted in being enraptured with him and time passed without notice. She was able to come to realize that when out with Mike, he was captivated by each and every moment. And so she came to see that that wonderful quality where she would become enraptured, it also meant from time to time he would be late. And so to have the good, she had to learn to accept the negative. 
With all of our partners, we need to find a way to cope so that we get both the good and the bad. We will have different hardwiring. The measure of success isn't how different you start out, but rather how well you compromise to have joint solutions that work for you both. Or at the very least, a different way to talk about issues without destroying the relationship. And the key is being able to talk about these issues that make you feel invisible, like you don't matter, blamed, or the bad guy, but to have a conversation with these issues that cause an electric volt of electricity to go through us when we feel that displeasure. And so it's figuring a way with what do they agree on? That they love each other. They want to raise a good family. They do want to spend time together. That's what they agree on. So how do they find a solution that honors Mallory's need to coordinate and schedule and plan? And for Mike to be caught up in the moment, to have flexibility to come home a little bit late without it totally throwing her off kilter. So here's the idea. If you and your partner are hardwired differently, are you destined for divorce? Well, it's up to you. Are you ready to adapt, adjust, and develop flexibility so that you can have the memorizing, the delightful, the enjoyable, the indescribably wonderful moments? Are you willing to tolerate your distress, to self-soothe, and to engage in finding a way to get through it? Both partners usually have to make some sacrifices to be with the person they choose. So it doesn't have to be a prescription for doom. In fact, usually if we think about the partners that we want, yeah, okay, there's a set of qualities we do want. But the things that we didn't know we wanted, oh my gosh, they bring us so much wonder. It can be just so wonderful. But often, those are the things that often cause us us difficulty. So think about your values, your wishes, your ideals, what you're willing to adapt to, adjust to, and if there's deal breakers. And how do you compromise with your partner? Like they are someone you love? Because all it says about you and your partner, if you're very different, is that you're different. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.